Welcome to the podcast Imaginations and Cancellations. My name is Annie Nazari, and in front of me is sitting Professor Dr. Frans Willem Corsen, the person who wrote the book that this podcast is based on. Every episode, we tackle a chapter of the book and try to understand the city through vectorizing sensibilities, which is the way that our senses and feelings are steered by how cities are presented. Each episode, we will have two cities as a case study so we can understand the topics even better. Last episode, we talked about utopias, dystopias, and non-places as tropes of expectation in the cities of Paris and Brasilia. This episode, we will look into theaters and spectacles as media connecting self and world in the cities Amsterdam and Naples. So in the past four episodes, we talked about cities as different kinds of tropes. The upcoming four episodes, we will talk about uh, media connecting spheres. Uh, so uh, it's, a, it's a little bit an, of an other topic. Um, but first, um, maybe it's good to define um, media and connecting spheres, since we're going to talk about it so often. Okay. Uh, I think it's important to note that um, let's say yeah, you have the singular medium and the plural media. So if you talk about medium as in the, in the singular, it, it simply means a means. Um, so basically, it can be wood or paint. Um, so if you take a look at art, for instance, if you, if you take a look at paintings, then the medium used would be paint, but um, you make paint on the basis of oil or on the basis of egg. So then there's different media again. So medium in the singular means every everything with, with which I can do something or by means of which I can make something. Then media in the plural is a term that actually comes to life in the 19th century, where it comes to connote the media as we currently talk about them. Um, that's, let's say, new forms of media that connect to previously already established forms of art, for instance, or of information, and now are, uh, are capable of doing something else. Uh, and it's, it's always related in that context, the 19th century context, to um, the masses. So if we have, let's say, photography as a new medium, then it becomes part at some point of newspapers. Um, so we, we see a connection between different media, let's say photography, newspapers. And these two together have an enormous capacity to reach the masses. And in that sense, to connect spheres. To connect two concepts. Yeah. yeah. So uh, should we see the city as uh, a media or... Uh, for the upcoming uh, topics or differently? That's a very good question. You can look at uh, the city as a medium uh, that, that exists in itself as a collection of media. If you look at the city as a medium, then the question is, what, what, is, what does it allow which actor to do what? So if you consider the city as a medium, then the question is, whose medium is it? And and. What does it connect to, or what, what does it facilitate to make? Now, suppose you would say the city is not the medium of one actor, uh, but you could say the city is a medium of, let's say, humans to enlarge their, uh, their scope of actions or to empower them better. Then, indeed, you analyze the city as a medium. So, that's the, so the, if you open up, let's say, the, the field of media... The question is always, what are the means to do something with to achieve something or to connect something? And that's a way of looking at the city. 
that like like let's say looking at the city in terms of tropes then you ask so how is the city city defined in terms of tropes and what do they do if you define it as a medium the question shifts the question is less what does it mean the question is more what you can do with it okay so the function changes a bit Um, this particular episode we will talk about um, uh, the media connecting the spheres of self and world Um, the first medium of doing so for doing so is uh, the theater which can be found in um, Amsterdam Mm -hmm. Um, I found the story of Amsterdam being an old city center the the old city center is uh, the it's like an ancient theater and uh, when you look uh, at the uh, podium at the stage you will see the play of the ships coming and going and um, that's their action but at some point the Amsterdam Central Station was built and this was blocked uh, so Amsterdam is then a uh, theater in a literal sense um, the physic- uh, physical the architectural um, it can also be figuratively and my question was, how is this acting? Like, how is the a city figurative theater? You okay. understand what I? Yeah, that's a good. No, I, I I think I get what you're saying. So in this case, the theater is is looked at in terms of how is a self, and the self can be an individual self or a collective self, collect connected to a larger world. Now, if we take this back to some, let's say, basic form of theater, we go back to a family or a group of people living together, let's call it a family, and you're born. What is the moment at which you become to realize that you are a self? Most of the time it relates to the fact that you become aware of your name and you are named by others who have defined you as a self, as such. But the fact that you start to think about yourself in terms of that name in relation to the others means that you have become a self in relation to this entire interplay between you and the others. And in a sense, human beings are theatrical in that they're constantly looking at one another. With theater, we ask the question, what's being staged? What's being set up? How is what we see organized? Now, if we take this to the city, then one of the questions is, let's say, how are the individual selves taken up in the collective self? Which might mean, for instance, that you think about yourself, let's say in Amsterdam, as belonging to Amsterdam. You are an Amsterdammer, right? Or a New Yorker, or a Londoner, or a Mumbaier, what have you. So you feel your individual self to be part of that collective self. How is that collective self related to a larger world? That's partly, let's say, something that starts within a city. So what is a, a city hall, for instance? That building in itself is a theatrical given in that it expresses something to that collective self. This is why it's so important that city halls are, let's say, designed, that they express something. The next step is that you ask, how does this city relate itself to a a much larger force field? And in the case of 17th century Amsterdam, the world, in a sense, opens itself precisely because all these ships go into the world and come back. So it's literally theater that connects city the self with the world yeah and you expressed many times that you didn't like like the uh, the building of uh, the train station right. Amsterdam Central Station yeah. because it blocked that view yeah. but don't you agree that it is still connecting 
the city with the world. That's uh, that's uh, of course true. Uh, so it's uh, you're right in saying that it's it's partly uh, let's say I'm uh, making fun of it, and I'm and I'm not. Uh, we're talking about different media. So we have uh, the medium of theater, and in the case of the railway station, we have the medium of the train. The 17th century is a century of ships. The 19th century will become the century of trains. So in that sense, the fact that this view out on the world that used to exist is blocked by the train is in a sense telling something about the times that have found a new medium to transport masses of people. So in that sense, uh, in a sense, it's, it's, it's almost historical justice that this train, this train station is there. But it could have been uh, somewhere on the south of Amsterdam. So if you take a look, for instance, at Utrecht, uh, there the train station was built next to the old uh, city center, outside of the old city center, which means that the old city center is still intact. It's still, in the, in the Utrecht case, a kind of medieval form of organization. What they did in Amsterdam is, in a sense, destroy an historical perspective. Well, that's, that's history, you could say, right? So, uh, likewise, you could argue that the, the, the Amsterdam harbor of the 17th century destroy, also destroyed, uh, let's say, a, a previous view of the world. So, in that sense, I have no reason whatsoever to object uh, against uh, object, object something against the Amsterdam Central Station. I, I simply dislike it on that place. There. <laughs> also, in order to move on, as we've seen in the previous episode, in order to move on, you have to sometimes cancel out, That's it. destroy. Yeah. Imaginations cancellations. Imaginations yeah. cancellations. So how can the city itself be seen as a theater? Uh, that has been done. Uh, and that's a more anthropological take, partly anthropological, partly also architectonic. So if we, if we consider the city itself as theatrical, then we ask how do people appear in the city landscape? And this uh, holds for people of importance, so to speak. Uh, so if you go back to um, the etymolo etymology of, of toenail, which is the Dutch word for stage, then it was actually a hidden platform on which the important people would sit. So there's, there's loads of ways that you can think about the city in terms of importance. Who is allowed to build where? How big uh, are these buildings allowed to be? So you, you can take, a, let's say, a look at the entire canal network in Amsterdam as a theatrical display of those in power. I have the power to build here, to live here. Uh, and that's also already showing something to the entire city populace. But if you take a look at it, let's say, anthropologically, people go out, they go to a bar, uh, a theater, they dress up. Uh, in uh, Spain, you have the, the, the paseos, or let's say in the evening, you go out for a walk. You dress up nicely. There's other people's walking. You greet them. This is a kind of, it's, it's in between a ritual and, and something being staged. So again, people are looking animals, and they like to kind of show themselves. Uh, at points, they show off. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's very interesting to consider the the urban, let's say, texture almost, also in its differences. So suppose I would go to a very poor area, let's say a favela or, or one of the slums, whatever you or Even there, things are being staged, right? So if I would be, for instance, an important drug dealer, I won't be living simply hiding somewhere. I want to be seen. So I might buy a nice car. I might be seen driving my nice car. Uh, that's also a form of theater. 
that that is related to again self and world and power yeah you're showing off yeah <laughs> yeah that's very yeah. Uh, also reminds me of jane jacobs now that you say that and the ballad of the streets something like that yeah. i don't quite remember that, that there's a street and people are coming and going and uh or like a ballet a ballet she yeah, said right. and yeah. people yeah. are greeting and there's kids playing and there's a, a sort of routine but not exactly yeah. uh, and that is really there so another city that has theater in it is naples mm -hmm. a very interesting city and uh the two philosophers benjamin and lakis yeah uh, they went to Naples in 1924 and they had a very interesting impression of it. They thought of it as a very theatrical place, mm -hmm. but not because it had a core, but because of how it was built differently, with different styles, different housing. You said in the book, Naples consisted in a porous uh, decor of cellars, caves and of gateways leading people in or out of balconies with either people watching or commenting on things of staircases and arcades leading to another part of the environment so it's like this play mm -hmm. and the difference here is that the people actually participate and they improvise and they want to um, intervene with everything uh, maybe it's the Italian culture but <laughs> it could be also the building uh, the buildings and uh, the city and the difference here is the podium and the stage. Mm -hmm. So the stage is what you see mm -hmm. and what you uh, don't participate mm -hmm. with. And the podium is what you can participate with yeah. and intervene and also improvise mm -hmm. and meddle. In the contemporary world, this is an interesting take as social media is a place where everyone kind of want to have have its own podium mm -hmm. and intervene but which one of the two do you think it's more applicable in relation to uh, contemporary media you mean no no i mean like the contemporary city and okay. social media taking into yeah. consideration is it like a stage or a podium um i think let's say first of all uh things are always complex so you can't say let's say what's what's really defining uh, the, the urban environment at the moment. But if I think about, say, urban environments in terms of a stage, then the space is organized in such a way that, that, that my, my looks, or my, the way in which I look, is organized towards something, to, towards the stage on which things are staged. If you analyze the city in or the urban environment facilitates podia, then in, in let's say in, in the analysis of Benjamin, it's more a place where we can get together and and organize something, also to be looked at, but also something that we participate in. So if I go to a city council, for instance, as a, as a citizen, is that something that is staged or is that a podium? In the analysis of Benjamin, that will be a podium. So, for instance, as a Dutch citizen, I have the right to go to the city council and to give my opinion. Of course, I mean I'm restricted in times of time slot. But I have, I get the space to participate in what's going on, in the action. Staging is more that I'm obliged to look at what is being staged. It's more fake, maybe? No, I think oh. not. So it's, it's uh, it can be. Uh, but if we, if we take, let's say, what's going on in Ukraine at the moment, you see two political figures trying to reach people by staging things. So it's both Putin and Zelensky staging themselves in an attempt to reach people. 
in both cases we as people are not capable of even possible to to enter in a conversation with them so this is a form of staging from all sides i would say and we are forced to look there's nothing else we can do what we can do is help people then often you see certain podia arise where people get together to organize things there might be people in charge but also peeping people kind of coming in or intervening what have you so it's a, it's a matter of levels what's staged on what level on what level am i capable able to participate in what is taking place on the podium so it's a very complex dynamic where you constantly have to say on which level are we uh, who is staging what what are my possibilities to participate in what's being staged and become part of the action which is then a podium and these two in turn would be distinct from platform but perhaps that's something to discuss uh, within two uh, sessions or something so the other medium of connecting self and world is the spectacle and the spectacle is something that is compared to the theater maybe bigger more attractive mm -hmm. right it's the uh, active and the passive entertainment the one that you can look at more lazier mm -hmm. maybe than theater it has more spectacle more glitter glamour whatever this spectacle is used by cities to attract right to mm -hmm. make themselves more attractive and yeah so people will come to their cities uh, in general um, do you think this is necessary in order to survive maybe as a city in, in terms of let's say an international sort of yeah, competition because the globalization yeah. and you you kind of need to i'm i'm not sure whether it would be a matter of survival but it is a matter of attraction and of empowerment again i'm not sure either although i understand what you're saying that that uh, the spectacle is more like like say passive enjoyment but on the other hand if i'm participating in a spectacle let's say going to a stadium masses of people something is being acted out there and we start to sing and shout and dance there's actually a lot of activity involved but no way in which i can participate in what's being staged so to speak the logic of the spectacle is rather that what is being staged translates itself to the audience mm -hmm. so uh, if we translate it again to what's happening currently in, in ukraine we are kind of participating we are we are looking at a war but that war, in a sense, also translates itself to audiences. Let's say with the Russian audience, perhaps partly in favor, other audiences against. So the, that what is being staged, the logic of what's being staged, translates itself to the audience and, and to the activity of that audience. Now, if we look at urban environments in terms of spectacle, then I think the logic of it is that something is being shown, a spectacle, that takes us up as an audience, um, and in a sense uh, arouses us uh, leads to a higher form of intensity if you translate that or if, if you say if you, if, you, if you define that as a matter of, of survival I don't think that that would be let's say the best way of putting it but suppose we look at the Olympics it's a fierce competition to, to be able to organize the Olympics there's loads of money involved and it is used on a global scale to show your city or urban environment as the host of the Olympics, which is important uh, in the sense that it attracts, again, people. But uh, there has been no, let's say, almost no uh, city uh, organizing the Olympics in the last decades that has not somehow be s been controversial. So if we go to Beijing, 
mm-hmm. or if if now, for instance, Moscow would dare to to say we will host the Olympics, um, any city uh, will come with its with its its conflicts, its controversies, and that that let's say in a sense shows the logic of the spectacle again. That's we will never enjoy the spectacle only in a neutral way. It it, it constantly arouses us, which means that we will have differences of arousal, so to speak. But the major point for spectacles for cities is attraction. So mm-hmm. how do we, how do, how are we attractive, and how do we attract masses of people that again have an economic uh, impulse or uh, enlarge our network? This concludes this episode. Next episode, we will talk about newspapers and radio as media connecting the private and the masses in the cities Chicago and Cairo. Thank you for listening, and keep imagining. 